We have one task, to proclaim the message of salvation in Jesus Christ. The whole church must be mobilized to bring the whole gospel to the whole world. This is our calling. These are our orders. Before we start this month's podcast interview, Jay Eastman will share on how the article on resilience connects with this podcast on discipleship. This is also a word of encouragement to each one of us, to you. So we strongly recommend you sit back and receive. And do pause the audio if you sense that you need to process what you are to hear. I just um, want to build a quick bridge from the article that was so helpful from Pablo Martinez um, on resilience in, in this time and how resilience connects to discipleship and disciple making. Endurance or resilience is a hallmark of being a disciple and walking alongside others as we make disciples. But the question is what's necessary in this moment to carry on, to persist in this walk with Jesus ourselves and with others. And it brought me to Hebrews six. Uh, and I'll, let me read you quickly uh, up from verse 17. So when God desired to show more convincingly to the heirs of the promise, which is us, the unchangeable character of his purpose, Beloved, regardless of whether there's a pandemic or not a pandemic, God has provided in Christ the unchangeable character of his purpose. He guaranteed it with an oath so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we have, who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. We have this as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, a hope that enters into the inter inner place behind the curtain, where Jesus has gone before as a forerunner on our behalf. And so just quickly in those words of being encouraged and holding fast, we see that Christ alone is our encouragement, that he holds to us fast, even when we are too weak to endure. And out of that strength, we are renewed and encouraged to walk further with him. And then that renewal and encouragement allows us to recast our mission and vision and that comes then from Mark 1, 16 through 18, that Christ invites the disciples to come, follow him, and that he will make us fishers of men and women and children. And so please, beloved, hear this, disciples and disciple makers. Come today in the strength in the hope, in the anchor of Jesus Christ, 
and follow him anew this day. And he will make us disciple makers in this day, in this time, in this pandemic. And he will not allow anything to get in the way of his purposes. It is sure in him. And so I'm just glad to, to build that bridge from resilience and what it means to be in the sure hands of Christ. And then through this interview, look at what discipleship can look like in his sure hands, but practically around Europe. Welcome everybody. This is the Lausanne Conversation Podcast. And uh, today we're looking at, uh, at a really interesting topic. How can we keep on being and how can we keep on doing disciples in such a time of hardship and resilience? And there is three of us today uh, at this podcast. I'm Christian Lander from Norway, and we have with us Sala, our guest from Slovenia. Sala, could you just briefly tell us who you are? Yeah. So I, uh, as you said, I am from Slovenia. I am a youth worker here. So I work in my local church as an overseer of youth ministry, and I also work for Josiah Venture. Wonderful. So you have a passion for discipling young people in Slovenia? Yes. Yeah, I accepted Christ through uh, youth ministry in my church. So this is just uh, what I've received. I am privileged to continue to do that and work with youth and disciple them. So I love it. Beautiful. We are, we are looking forward to get to, to, to know you more and to hear from you. And, uh, and the third guy in, in, uh, in our podcast today is, is Jay. Uh, you're from the States, but you live in Germany. And, uh, and you're, you're kind of the heartbeat of, of the passion for discipleship in our conversation team in, in Lausanne. Uh, so you've been writing a couple of uh, pieces for us. And I know you, you have this vision to, for this podcast. And could you just briefly say who you are and then give us a bit of, of the background? Why did you want to do a podcast on this topic? Absolutely. Thank you, Christian. I um, ha came to uh, Berlin about 20 years ago. Uh, with my wife and we had three children here and our original job was to provide outreach opportunities to um, add value in the life of a community uh, based on Christian values and to express uh, the Bible uh, to people who wouldn't come inside to a church and as people then came to faith uh, we, we did lots of evangelism and as people came to faith we then realized oh uh, discipleship is key. People come to faith, but then they need to walk and grow in Christ. And um, so we became heavily involved in outreach and evangelism, but then also discipleship. And um, so I've been able to really enjoy the role of calling Christian groups and churches um, to the focus on discipleship, that, that as we put roots deeper in Christ ourselves, um, it allows us then to um, have a firm foundation uh, in Christ and then see fruit coming from those roots. Yeah. And so that's the discipleship focus for the Lausanne Europe uh, this year and also for this podcast. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, and uh, uh, I, I just have to say that I, I recognize myself very much in what you're saying, like being involved in church planting and, and a hands-on mm. mission in the Czech Republic and seeing 
having the same experience. We're starting with excitement, reaching people, and mm-hmm. like, oops, we need to disciple people unless this is not going to last. Uh, what we really want to look at today is is uh, in this in a time like we are, we are facing now, with I think what many of us face hardships, frustrations, uh, resilience, and like ah, come on, I'm I'm just sick and tired of of, of the whole COVID nineteen and lockdowns and not being able to meet people and hug people and and then this is also uh, really uh, it gives us struggles when when we how do we make disciples in a time like this and and how do we do it ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, the two of you, what what are the struggles you are facing in making disciples in this time? Um, I think for me is the the biggest struggle is face to face. I I can't meet with the students the that I'm discipling face to face, and my my favorite um, like for discipleship, I love when it's discipleship on the go. They're part of my life they come over to my apartment we cook together um we we do things together so that's one thing that i miss the most during this Mm. time and we'll still do zoom and talk um but it's it's not like it it's it's different the some conversations won't come up that they do otherwise when they sit on my couch and i see maybe more how they're reacting to things that i say and that's hard to, um, it's, it's still possible to do over Zoom for sure, but it's, it's just harder. So mm-hmm. that's one thing that I really, really miss during this past year of not doing discipleship on the go, doing something together. Mm. I would echo exactly what Zala just said in that um, discipleship is a dynamic and a dynamic means that something's changing, that this, there's shifting, there's growth happening. And often that dynamic is more visible. It's easier to get a grip on that dynamic of what God is doing in a group. And right now, at least in, in our setting in Berlin uh, and many other places in Europe, that, that group dynamic simply isn't possible face to face. And when you're in a group online, it, it also feels more individual. Um, there's just yeah. a lot lost over the screen. Uh, it's still possible, and we're thankful for the technology that we do have to connect mm-hmm. in in these ways. But it still doesn't reflect the dynamic of being in the same room and, and sharing life in that way. And so, what we're f- helping people focus on is to say the focus of the dynamic has to be different. It's it's you in prayer in your little closet. You know, we say in English, you know, your little room as Jesus teaches us to pray. Um, there is a discipleship dynamic that way. There's a discipleship dynamic in working one-on-one with someone instead of a small group. And yeah. so some of the people we work with think the momentum is, is slowing in the kingdom of God. And that's not true. The momentum of the kingdom of God is as steady as ever. It's just, it's harder to see it in a group dynamic. The focus has to be different on ourselves, in our personal relationship with the Lord, going deeper in Christ every day, and also more one-on-one relationships. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so, so what, you, what I'm hearing you saying is, is, is you need, we need to shift our mindset and, and at how we are tackling this, this task. We need to look at more at like uh, how, how me and Jesus is doing uh, and how one-on-one uh, uh, instead of, of thinking in the group. Um, th- does anyone have, have you had any, any concrete examples of, of how that looked like? 
Like for me, yeah, just to continue with that, um, it's been like just how I function. I'm like, I'm fine, fine, fine. And then I'm not. So mm -hmm. for me, it's not usually the progression. And I think even this past year, it, it was like I was I was fine. Like God has blessed us big time, like with new opportunities, even though we were so limited and people accepting Christ. So it's been super encouraging, but I've, I've hit some just roadblocks, um, in my walk with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and, uh, or I felt like I'm in the desert for some time. <clears throat> and I think for me, now that I look back and God has, uh, like, he's so gracious and things that he taught me through it and how he carried me. Um, now that I look back, I am so thankful, um, that this year was hard for me and that I had to, you know, when the water goes down, like the rocks mm -hmm. start to come up and um, they were always there uh, or like some, I don't know, doubts that I didn't, I wasn't aware that I'm, you know, I'm facing yeah. this year. I had to face them and go mm -hmm. in front of the Lord and be like, I have no idea what to do with that. Um, but I choose you. I worship you. Um, so in this past year with just focusing on my relationship with the Lord, I, I had to start doing more intentional um, like times with the Lord. So for example, this next week, I will take the whole day and just spend in silence with the Lord, um, asking a mm. couple of questions, praying um, so that I can receive from him. Um, and I'm not relying on my own strength and strength and my own wisdom. So this past year for my relationship with the Lord, it, it uncovered some of the hard, hard stuff or some doubts. Mm -hmm. um, and I am so thankful that he was so gracious to show me that I, those are things in my heart that I wasn't aware um, before. Yeah, I think, thank you. I think I, I can definitely see myself in, in this kind of, I'm doing fine, fine, fine. And all of a sudden, oh, not at all. And not, not, mm -hmm. Re, not understanding until I'm in the middle of it that I'm not doing fine right now. Mm -hmm. uh, and so what you said, like one of the things you did was was intentionally to take a day off with the Lord. Mm -hmm. uh, are there other things that helped you or people or to help mm -hmm. you through through that period? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, so and that was the heart because I I'm also I I love people I and that's you know the piece that I was missing the most. Yeah. Yeah. So, and oftentimes, you know, when you're doing discipleship on the go, like you're sharing things as you're and with this past year, I had to be extra intentional to call someone and see like, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Um, or, um, I, I have this doubt. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but what, what I've realized is, um, so now I'm meeting with one friend every, every week and we like, we won't just talk how we are doing, but we'll pray. Yeah. Um, so every week we meet for maybe an hour or sometimes even less. And we share a, like really a little bit like, Hey, how are you doing? How was your week? This is, this is how it was. And then every time we're like, okay, now let's spend time in prayer and give the questions, the, mm -hmm. the, the joys and the sorrows of this past, yeah. past week to the Lord. And that's what I was really missing, not being with people this past year and not, um, even worshiping together that I now intentionally have every week this friend we meet and I know that we'll pray for extended period of time, pray together and come in front of the Lord. Beautiful. How's that for you, Jay? Like how, how has been your, 
how's been how has how's it been for you to tackle the don'ts in this period? Yeah, I think similar. Sorry, similar to Zala. Um, for myself and for a couple of key people, uh, future leaders of the core group of our church plant that uh, will, Lord willing, spring out of the evangelism project that we're doing right now. It's been not just talking about, well, we're busy and we need to pray more. We just have started praying more. Yeah. And I, I think I'm just going to leave it there. Hmm. We, we've been We've been relieved of some of the busyness. And it's been clear to us, we can now pray more. And, you know, in, in either by ourselves, just going, you know, in a quiet place, with just us and the Lord, or because the law allows us to, to meet with one other person, mm. uh, more prayer. Mm. Cool. Cool. Thank you. I, I, I really want us to, to, you know, I encourage all of you who are listening to, to, to talk about this in your impact group. Uh, and, and get it out, you know, and pray together and, and, and even think about if you don't have that person or those persons or that kind of routine with some people, how do you, how, how might you find that? Um, thank you guys for the tip. I'll, I'll bring it with, you, with me into my life. Uh, <laughs> uh, if we look back at, at like leading others uh, in this time uh, and discipling others, uh, you, th- you talked a bit about like getting people close and getting people with you into, in what you're doing and, and just as you, as you walk, uh, how, do you have some concrete examples of how, how have you been able to do that in this time? Um, for me this past year, uh, so as I said, like God has been blessing our ministry, um, like big time. So we, like he just started bringing people um, during first lockdown. One of the students in our church, he said, hey, we'll be on a lockdown on day one. Um, he said, let's start reading Bible together. And then for till the end of May, we had um, students from across Slovenia who joined us for a Bible study every single night. Mm. Um, so I, so as God was bringing people together, I was, um, even though it was over zoom, I was still able to walk alongside, um, youth and, uh, encourage them and, and disciple them, um, Mm. as God was bringing new opportunities to, to be in the word and to share Christ. Yeah. But I think otherwise it's been, uh, I still, uh, I went on a couple of walks. So even though we weren't, um, able to like meet in person um, inside Uh, I was able to go on a couple of walks with youth or I send them um, just so that like focusing on our relationship send them some packages or call them outside of our meeting times over zoom hey how are you doing how can I be praying for you Um, so it was just intention being intentional outside of our meeting times Mm -hmm. Um, to check on how they're doing, praying for them. And then uh, with a limited um, option of meeting new people and maybe doing evangelism, um, just being focused on like, okay, who is in your life that uh, you can share Christ with or that you Mm -hmm. can disciple? How can we not be focused on what we're limited from, but who are people in our lives right now? Yeah. So, for example, even for, for me personally, um, God opened up some doors with, with my family. 
uh, my niece who is four years old is asking me not like for the past month she is asking me questions about god all the time she's like tell me everything so that's been a really cool opportunity or i was able to share christ with my grandpa Mm -hmm. um so it's like so basically then leading people in this time is how to be focused on who god who are the people that god put in your life right now and not just being focused on who you can't need and what you cannot do yeah yeah beautiful and have you had have you had leaders your leaders doing the same for you um like <laughs> telling telling me to do that yeah, or, like, like uh-huh. pulling up on you and checking off how you're doing mm-hmm. yeah for sure mm-hmm. um there i and especially friends i had like a, yeah. a lot of friends who uh we you know i was very able to as i said even share like hey this is how I, i'm doing let's pray together um so that's been it's been sweet to see some of the friendships that how god uh, provided for me and cared yeah. for me uh, through those friendships. Oh, the, the beautiful because the, the the beautiful thing here is what what I hear is a culture mm-hmm. of of taking care of one another, of discipling one another, of mm-hmm. of helping one another through this time, and mm-hmm. and I think that's not uh, probably that's not what everyone faces and have around us. So I think it's it's something about um, if if you are listening, don't have that. How can you start it and cry out to God? You know, I really want to see this culture in my community, in my church, in my organization, um, because it's it's so needed. Hmm. Jay, yeah, I'll, I'll continue with that thought, Christian. That's excellent. That you know, uh, in in Christian circles, we can have structures, like you said, of leadership of, of yep. people checking in on people. We can also have a culture of walking with one another, uh, and and both work. And the, the question is, um, you know, what do you see as your role in a structure or what do you see as your life in a culture and how can you receive, but also how can you give? And so I think both are, are wonderful and uh, it's great to hear, you know, that, that the culture that Zala has uh, is so life-giving. And I think that's um, just a great reflection of discipleship in itself. It's a life-giving culture. And that's what I would just say quickly uh, with our local situation is we've had non-Christians since literally since the beginning of 2021, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit flipped a switch and I've been taking walks and meeting with lots of non-Christians just one-on-one. And they're wondering, the biggest question is how as a Christian, so we know you're a Christian. Yes. Um, how then can you sleep at night knowing there's this horrible pandemic going around, people are dying. How do you have peace? Where do you find that? And just pointing to a source of that peace that is outside the pandemic, that, that God yeah. is bigger than the pandemic. Right. And he is involved with dealing with the pandemic. Yes, but he is bigger and in that sense outside of it. And to say that we know from the Bible, God created the world. It was good. And then there was a rupture in that goodness. And, and Jesus has come to demonstrate both the healing of that rupture, but then that the rupture does exist. And so we're in this in-between time of knowing both God's goodness, but also the fallen nature of the world. And that, that God has a plan to redeem that rupture, but it's not complete yet. So 
We know that it's being redeemed. Therefore, I can sleep at night knowing that God is at work redeeming the rupture. And I can offer then hope to point to a God that is bigger than the pandemic. And we just do then the same with our Christian friends to remind us that God is bigger, but also to get past the veneer of, well, yeah, we have a pretty good life to say, okay, what does it look like? Where are we struggling now to be resilient when we are tired? When what worked last year or the, maybe two years ago now, <laughs> what, what worked then to just kind of, you know, get through the week and have a Bible study and go to church. Okay, we're struggling now in new ways. And yeah. God meets us in that struggle and to point to that meeting of a good shepherd who comes and, uh, and draws near to us in our time of need. And just to, to work with um, those that we disciple and lead mm -hmm. to, to meet him in new ways. Yeah. more deeply than before. Mm. Yeah, thank you. I think what I'm hearing from both of you now is, is, is sort of two keys of discipleship. One is just uh, uh, both of them out of, of, the, of the relationship you have uh, with people, either you're being discipled by or the ones you're discipling. So out of that relationship, I hear that uh, one is the support, just like keep on life support, you know, to keep on living, to keep on uh, coping. And, and and looking forward and be optimistic and yeah and and the second one is, is is in that relationship to help shape the way you see the world and you see everything uh, uh, from a biblical perspective and to, mm -hmm. to get a new way of thinking and and even Jay you're saying like the beauty of, of doing that with people who are not yet Christians yes uh, to help them in the middle of this uh, and I think that's that's where I want us to end is, is you know we are hopefully soon getting out of this and i think hopefully <laughs> i'm always hopefully. optimistic <laughs> i i'm, I'm planning that this summer you're, you're still too solid that's good <laughs> this summer i'm going to go on mission trips to different parts of europe that's I'm, I'm i just want to do that and because i really think we need to plan as if it's going to finish now mm -hmm. and because i think people out there are they need help to start living again mm -hmm. start uh, and i think they need help to answer all the questions they have and and now is the time to 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 yes. to be there and to be present in society and help people. And and right now it's hard to to be as present as we want because of all these restrictions. But when they leave, we can be in the middle of, of things and and get those conversations and mm -hmm. help people to 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 understand how can you understand these things from a biblical perspective. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I agree. And with so I again what will summer bring is another thing but i'm really hopeful and so our church will uh, we're planning to have three camps we've never had three camps before because where we stand for like send on is it's been a weird year uh we see people are seeking and asking deeper questions mm -hmm. and life questions and we we want to reach out um and maybe we'll need to cancel all three camps but we are taking a step of faith and planning yeah. uh, with the hope that we can reach out to all these uh, youth. Mm. Beautiful. Beautiful. You know, I, I just, after the Spanish, uh, what is called in the Spanish uh, pandemic or whatever it's called, uh, the one that came in the twenties, a uh, hundred years ago, they said that the world just went kind of crazy afterwards, bubbling of life. And I just want us to be in the middle of that and make it a Jesus life. And not just random life. Mm -hmm. uh, 
<laughs> okay, Jay and, and Salah, thank you a lot for, for being on this podcast and uh, have a blessed uh, uh, week, everybody. The whole church must be mobilized to bring the whole gospel to the whole world. This is our calling. These are our orders.